The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too And welcome to my brother, my brother, and me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin Tyler McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis Patrick McElroy. And I'm your sweet baby brother, and 30, 30, 30, I'm Griffin McElroy. A lot of busy lives. It's been a busy couple of weeks in the interim of when we've spoken to you directly. Uh, an exciting time out of a vasectomy. And I want to say, then came up here to Cincinnati. Um, to the Great Wolf Lodge, um, yeah. including the water park. And I watched that fool in a wave pool, and I don't know that I've ever seen a more unhappy human being. Oh, okay. I was, there was a displeasure. <laughs> I experienced a displeasure. Hmm. Is it maybe because you say. chose a pool to swim in that kind of goes for your zone? And more than more than a, re- a regular pool won't sort of come at your zone won't come at your zone like a wave I didn't pool choose will. it. My daughter did, and oh. I wanted to be a great dad. Okay. Um. I and I don't know how much you. I do want to talk about one vasectomy related thing, but we've got an ex- exciting new feature here on the show where um we're gonna let you, the listener, vote <laughs> live as we record on sort of like what you want us to talk about. So my vasectomy is one of the options. Trav, what do you got? Uh, well, I went to uh, London for several days, and uh, I came back with this new accent that I just can't shake. So, oh god, I, I want to uh, hear it so bad. Two things. Is, two things about that is that the what two? Let me take if I could. Excuse me, if I could, just two things. One, we've done that exact thing before, mm. and two, you've already talked <laughs> when without the accent. So, well. I feel like even the cafe of the bits. It comes and goes. Also, I did realize uh other thing we could talk about. No, 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 no. We all get one. Quit trying to okay. fucking okay. stuff the ballot box. Speaking of cafe B, um I did I went to wrestling last night. I went to a uh, heck in a sack down in San Antonio <laughs> and it was pretty pretty good pretty good. Um it ended with a big uh, title match between uh, just famed big man Braun Strowman and, and other big other big man Roman Reigns, and the fight was going very bad. And then the third big man Brock Lesnar came in and broke this broke the sack, uh, kicked the sack door right in and hurt them both, and that was the end of it. So I was thinking like I could do a funny bit about how like if this episode doesn't start, it just starts sort of flagging, then I could have Brock Lesnar come in and beat all our asses. And then they now, would just stop the show. Now, I have a suggestion. Um, this is a little radical, but maybe I could do my accent while we talk about how bad it would be if Brock Lesnar attacked Justin's nuts right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we need to yeah. vote on, though, maybe it seems a little um, shock jock radio to refer to the... Would it be the, better if we said testicles? 
No, Trav, because I knew that you were going to say something that would also be bad that you would enjoy. That would be like uh-huh. a fun uh, sort of, old, like a way that an old prospector would refer to. <laughs> oh, the... ah, my testicles. Yeah. So That's my like new how... London accent, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all enjoyed it. That's good. It also it also kind of sounds how like Goofy would say the word, which I actually am very, very into. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gosh, my testicles. My, my testicles. Uh, so I... no, none of this so... is usable. All the video, all the votes are in, and I'm oh, just going to okay. talk about my vasectomy real quick. Um, if you, I understand some people are, are uncomfortable with surgery talk, so if you want to skip ahead 23 to 27 minutes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's, no, please it don't get don't get clinical about it. Just tell no, us no, what no, happened I'm not in the get wave clinical. pool. So I, they told me that for eighty dollars, uh, I could have gas. That would make me all silly for the whole time if I gave him $80. So I do want to start off by saying thank you so much, Max Fund donors. You should know that I did spend a little bit of your money getting high for my <laughs> testicle surgery. That's, hold on. That's a weird upsell moment. Of it like, is. hey, you've come in here for a vasectomy, and you're going to be here and very present for every second of it. Unless you want to give us 75 no Eighty dollars, eighty dollars, and then we'll we'll take you to Silly Town. So I've you want us to, to Scotch guard those bad boys? <laughs> Give you the undercoating. I t- um, you want it bigger? Um, so I told Sydney. <laughs> I told uh, I, okay, so I went in. I had the gas. I've had the gas once before when I had wisdom teeth surgery, and my memory of it was count backwards from one to ten. Ten, nine. Oh my god, it's done. And I wake up at right, and it's like I had I had gone completely out, and I thought that's what I was in for for this surgery. So they give me the tube with the gas in it and tell me to hold it, and they said, "Are you a nose breather?" Which is a wild like I can I, I do I both. Yeah, yeah, I do both. Like <laughs> <Watch>. all humans. <laughs> she said, "Well, the times when you wake up are when you let go of the tube or when you breathe through your nose. So don't do either of those." Cool. But, Right, so I'm doing this, and I realize, like, after a while, I'm I'm really huffing on this good good stuff, and I realize, like, I'm not blacking out. So in my head, what I thought was, it's not working. Oh my god, I'm going to be awake for my testicle surgery. Oh, please don't let this be the case. But I guess this kind of anesthesia is patient-led, where they don't want you to go too deep. They want you to be in sort of like a twilight state. Interesting. So yes. Yeah, so I basically spent the entire time high. And when you're high like this, what you want is a nice drug Sherpa who's not high, but is going to make a pleasurable um, drug experience for you. Um, I was in the literal opposite of a good place uh-huh. to have a drug experience. Um, here are two things. <laughs> here are two things that I heard. Uh, while I was in this weird twilight state. Um, the first one was this. I don't know how the vast deference ends up like this, but some are just gnarled and impossible to cut through. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Like, like tree bark this guy's deference is. <laughs> hey, hold on! I don't know how some of them... Is that a real thing that was said or just something that, that was a you're... real thing that was said? Okay. That was oh, a real no. thing that was said. The the second real thing that was said was I started giggling because I was on laughing gas. So it, it struck me as funny 
that I was awake while somebody was like, I would realize like how bad it was for me, right? So I got kind of tickled that I was awake for my testicle surgery and I was just like high on this stuff and it was very funny to me in the moment. So I started giggling a little bit and I heard one of the nurses ask the doctor, have you ever had anyone laugh during a vasectomy? And he said, no. (laughs) So I was like, Okay. Oh no. Okay, good. So so just to be clear, this incredibly routine surgery, we're in uncharted waters, huh? What okay. with your what with your iron deference and your jovial constitution. Now, here's Holy shit, thing. juicer. I was still extremely high. I cannot I mean, because I, I, the whole time I thought I should black out. So I was huffing this good, good stuff even harder and just huffing and huffing, trying to black out because I didn't want to be <laughs> so present for my penis surgery as I was. And I uh, 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 real huffed it. So when I got done with the surgery, I was still extremely high. And the first thing <laughs> that my doctor says to me is, now, remember, you're still fertile. What? And I was like. Then what the fuck are we doing here? How could you say that to me, a high person? And he said, um, uh, well, and he didn't clarify. Of course, what he means is like, it takes a while before, you know, everything's like all the, the little spermies are dead or whatever. And they've cleared the pipes. Is that anyway, what he said? Is it sper- that's is what he, spermies? No. <laughs> he said, and then he said, your vast deference is very knotted and hard to cut through. And it's like, I'm high. Yeah, I don't know how to process what you're telling me. So he said, there's a lot of torsion down there. And what I said to him in the moment was, my wife and I don't do weird stuff. (laughs) But that's fine for people that do. And he looked at me like I was a moon man. Like I can't imagine why. I can't imagine why. I love that you were still sex positive in your- Oh, yeah, for sure. I didn't want, I mean, I have, I, I have firm beliefs that I need everybody- to uh to get down with um the the after then after that they sent me home with 30 percocet so i don't know why we have such a problem uh that's the end of this this segment uh i'm recovering well i'm in uh a decent amount of pain i'm still wearing a jock strap which i may never stop because it is it's good. Really nice. I'm yeah. always ready for sports too, which is great for me. Um, well, we got a racquetball at noon, so let's get rolling on the advice. Here's our first question this week on the show. My waitress reached her hand out to take my plate, but I thought she was trying to shake hands. So I shook her hand instead of giving her my plate. Should I dine and dash now before she brings the check and have to face her again? That's from I fucked up in Texas. Um why did you think contextually in that moment that your server needed to congratulate or meet you? Which <laughs> was are the your two? plate so clean? It's so I've never seen one this clean before. It started off as a black plate and now it's a white plate. How did you do that? You dang licked the decorations right off this fancy plate. Oh man, uh, I don't think that dining and uh, dining and dashing means you have done two terrible things to this other sentient living human being today. And and I think you got to try and with your second act try and counter the the very bad first thing you did. I think paying double for the meal or tipping five hundred percent or something because if you dine and dash, it's gonna it's just gonna ruin their day even more than it already it is already ruined quite badly. 
And I want to drive that home. Yes. You, you did fuck up pretty bad. Because here's the thing that I, I can't, I have to point out. Someone reaching for a plate versus reaching for a handshake, they are not instantly going to transition their mind to, oh, it's a handshake now. So there Ooh. had to be at least a second of like, as if you were trying to dock a space shuttle like with with a with with the space station and it turned at the last second you're like well here we are like yeah. there had to be a moment of like what is this that's what you've got to that's what you've got to unpack before you do anything anything else you need to look in that mirror and you need to take a take stock of your own shit because i am guaranteeing there is no way the trajectory of the plate reach is the same as the trajectory for a, that a a handshake attempt would have been they were reaching downward towards a table to pick up a plate or a tray or whatever the fuck that is not the same as a hand coming at you like eye level straight towards you as if to say handshake you saw this hand reaching for a plate and you wanted it to be a handshake very very badly i'm trying so hard to picture it like i need like a whiteboard i need some dry erase markers i I have to diagram it it's funny you know i think when tipping was created it was obviously to reward good service i wish i have found myself wishing multiple times recently that i could tip at the beginning, just so they knew that, like, if 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 you say I'm going to tip generously, you should know that up front. Then they'll they then maybe they would see you as some sort of like good-hearted, bumble-brained <laughs> eccentric, <laughs> and like all these things would just kind of go away because they know at the end or that they would be getting a good tip. But you can't actually say like. I'm going to be tipping well at the end. No one does that. Yeah. You can't do that. So you have to tip well, at the Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Assholes do that, I bet. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't be doing it for, like, asshole reasons. I would be trying to buy myself just, like, I know I'm going to fuck up some things here. <laughs> Listen, I know oh. I'm going to make... I had... Okay, I'll give you a good example. We were at a Great Wolf Lodge this past weekend, and we had friends there, and we had, like, eight people, and then four of our other friends decided they wanted to join us for dinner. And I was like... We're going to have to drag another table over. How could that possibly? This place was empty <laughs> other than us. And in my head, I could not see a way to get four more seats that adjoined to our seats. And I was so terrified to ask. Somebody else had to ask. And I tried to will the server to know, like, I'll give you a good tip. Please don't be mad at me. Please. I don't, I know that this isn't good. I'm sorry. I'm doing my best here in a bad situation. I just wish that I could communicate to people that, I'm not an asshole. I really am not a monster. I promise. That's why I think, here's my new plan. This is what I suggest to everyone. Tip very well, one. Uh, but also, do so in like all 50 cent pieces. So then they're like, oh, not only did they tip very well, they're clearly an eccentric, bumble-brained Ooh. kind of person. It's just as, And it's like, oh, so this is both a good tip and fun and lets me know like, Okay, that's why they shook my hand when they were reaching. Yeah. Because, or, like, they're yeah. the type of person who tips in 50 cent pieces. So if it's a big, but if it's a big table, you're kind of envisioning them carrying home $15, 15 pounds worth of coinage. Yes, as sort of a, a reward for a job well done. Yes. Now, that is true because, like, say it's like, oh, I don't know, a large party is like a $500 meal and you tip, let's say, 30%, mm. right? You, you have just tipped $150. In um in fifty cent pieces. So yes, 
you have just also granted them uh, probably at least some muscle soreness, if not like a dislocated shoulder. Another good option is when they reach back their hand from the just really inexplicable uh, strange handshake you've given them. Uh, They look down in it, and there's a single egg in their hand. And then they look back up at you, and you say, Nanu Nanu, because you're a space person. (laughs) And it's the only, and they'll say, oh, you shook my hand because you're a space person. <laughs> and now I understand because of the egg and that it's a mork, it's a whole mork thing and I love it. No tip required. I love your mork thing. How about a Yahoo? Shazbot. Shazbot, Shazbot for real. Uh, this one was sent in by Emma Roden. Thank you, Emma. It's Yahoo Answers user Cassie who asks, stepdad playing with black magic. Oh no. That's rough. Yeah, Yesterday, my stepdad was in the bathroom and the lights were turned off and only a couple lit candles. There's was weird spiritual music going off and he was whispering something over and over again. I don't know if he was doing black magic or just relaxing by back. By back, I'm kind of freaked that he believes and diabolical shit, I guess, four asterisks. Uh, what do I do? Wait, hold on. Mm. So in, in within the question, the question poser says... It's either black magic or he or, was just like relaxing. Or it was Terry's special time and he had an <laughs> audiobook going and he had the scented candles going. It, 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 he was either listening to a nice audiobook or speaking with Baphomet. <laughs> so what do I do? It's one of the two. It was either listening to the new Dan Brown novel on audio cassette or it was Baphomet. <laughs> It might be both. Mm. True. Multitasking is huge. It's 2018. Yeah. And, you know, in Dan Brown, there is a lot. Like, There's a whole book called Angels and Demons. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, in the outfield. In the outfields. Um, oh, that's a good one. Why um, haven't we seen a, good... a Demons in the Outfield movie? Demons Justin, in the Outfield waging, waging war for our souls. Oh, yes. A remake of Angels in the Outfield that's about, like, a literal holy war. Betwixt angels and demon, and the demons support. I don't know the Baltimore Orioles. It's just Probably. the first team that came to mind. Um, um and they're I'm led gonna go by workshop those. They're probably led by Little Nicky. Wouldn't oh, you think? Yeah. Little Nicky's probably the oh, it's of- t- oh, it's time. <laughs> it's time. Oh, it's time. time. Holly Weird, get at me for Little Nicky too. Angels and the demons in the outfield. Demons in the dugout. Demons in the dugout. Travis with the slam dunk pitch, greenlit. Um, what do you do though with when you, what do you do when your stepdad talks to Buffumet in the bathroom? Oh, you know what I would do? Tattle to mommy. Well, yes, but I would also like before stepdad went in there, I would get like a dry erase marker, um, mm. and like draw like a smiley face on the mirror. And so that way, when he tries to like look in the mirror to talk to the devil, he sees that smiley face, and he's like, "Oh, you know what? Maybe not today. Maybe it's just a day. Yeah. Maybe it's a day I'm just going to go outside and smile." So it's just a situation where he was going to commune with uh-huh. the uh, some sort of uh, el- elder god or whatever, but then he saw a picture of a uh, smiley face like you might uh-huh. have seen on a T-shirt in the '70s, and he said, "Never mind." Well, Griffin, my uh, only other suggestion was to make a real stinky poop in there before him, so then the devil won't show up. Yeah, or he does, and he's like, oh, Terry, you've completed the right... Oh, Terry. Oh, Terry. Oh, Terry. <laughs> oh, Terry, no. 
He's just, has, it, has he ever done anything good? It's just like always just, you, whenever you hear about him, it's always bad stuff most of the time. <laughs> I don't know, Griffin. I'm off two minds, you know? Oh, no. Because the devil, he seems bad. And don't get me wrong, he is. He loves to But rock. without the devil, would we really appreciate the angels? Mmm. Because mm. if everybody was good yes. and angelic, Griffin. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes. Then maybe uh, nobody is. <laughs> there's, a, there's a user named Leviticus on here, which is already great. <laughs> who says, um, if your stepdad wants to play silly games in the bathroom, then leave him to it. Which really should be the <laughs> motto for 2019, I think, maybe. Like 2018 was collaborating, and I don't know that we've been especially good stewards of that, but I do think that 2019, if your stepdad wants to play silly games in the bathroom, then leave him to it, is something we could actually honor pretty no, easily. Just let your stepdad do whatever he wants in the bathroom. Yeah. Just the silly games. It's, it's fine by me, Griffin McElroy. Here's what's hard for me mm. I'm trying to walk the right path. Uh-huh. Sure. Trying to be good to my fellow man, trying to tithe yeah. 10%. Trying to worship, on this, trying to keep the Sabbath holy, yeah. all of it. Yeah. And then I feel this little creeping presence sneak up from behind and say, Justin, are you sure you shouldn't go down to the bedding parlor or uh-huh. what have you? Um, put some steal- bets on the ponies, steal your, steal your brother's big screen TV. Steal that big basketball from the Dick Sporting Goods you've always wanted. <laughs> yeah. No, you can never afford the big basketball that they say is just a picture of a basketball they hung up at the basketball section, but you know it's a real fully formed basketball that would be so fun to mm-hmm. play with. And the devil is the one who's always telling me to do these bad things, and I just want to try to live a righteous life. Uh, how about another question? Yep. I like to take my family fishing, but we haven't been fishing for very long, so we're not very good at it yet. When we go fishing, we feel like people are watching us. They're watching us be bad at fishing. We want to keep fishing, but we don't want to endure the withering gaze of more seasoned fish fishermen. How do we go fishing without other people looking at us? That's from Self Conscious Six in Salt Lake. P.S. We haven't caught a single fish yet. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think. I think it is. Um, I think the the hardest uh, pill to swallow in this sort of situation that you've ginned up is that. There are people for whom watching people not catch fish is a very good thing to watch. Like yeah. one of the things, like we have phones and stuff. Like definitely, <laughs> probably they're not going to watch some people not catch fish. I think. Sure, there are TV shows I could watch where very good f- uh, fish catchers uh, catch fish like nonstop, and I'm talking about big fat fish of all shapes and sizes. And I don't even want to watch that. You know. Well- and there are whole TV shows you could watch where people aren't catching fish. Like, there are whole episodes of Law & Order SVU where no one catches a fish. Yeah, there's so many shows where no fish are caught. Yeah. No I, loved, are caught. I, I love Terrace House, but there's only been, like, one or two episodes where they catch fish. I feel like I wouldn't... I mean, I, I feel you, because I would not know where to start with this. I definitely could buy a rod... <laughs> And I think I could find a place around here that sells worms. That's as far, yeah, that's as far as I could get. Do I go early in the day? Do I go late? I understand this this sort of uh, anxiety this person is experiencing because I feel like it's such a narrow window in which you could catch a fish anyway that there's a real good chance somebody see you fishing out there and just know that like it's definitely not going to work for you. 
Maybe maybe this is like an expectation thing where like when you get to the lake, I assume question mark, you like loudly announce like I hope I don't catch any fish today. Loudly yeah, loudly I, I know won't work. I do know okay, here let me chime back in. Loudly won't work for fishing. Okay. I know that because they hate that. They maybe hate when the you're- sound. They hate our human noises. They love their own fish noises because I watched Fish Tales and they were always singing and dancing around in that flick. But they hate our human sounds. Um, then maybe like a sign, like hanging on your boat that's like not trying to catch fish. Like I know how this looks. It looks like I'm, I but I'm just pretty, trying to soak these worms. I feel pretty confident. Here. <laughs> <laughs> just soaking the worms. Let's get these wormies wet. Get I'm just wet. trying to rehydrate my worm friends. I feel pretty confident of one thing vis-a-vis fishing. If I were to somehow luck into catching a fish, right? So I get the fish (laughs) on the hook. I zoom him up into my boat and I have him there. I do feel uh, pretty confident that the looky-loos would then be treated to me bewildered Watching a fish die. <laughs> I think that is the next thing that would happen is I would ho- watch a flapping fish, look around in panic, for, hoping uh, against hope that an adult would rise from the sea to, to, to deal with the situation for me. The best I could come up with, I'm thinking in the moment, I think I would probably drop it back into the water until I came up with a plan. <laughs> I think this is the best that I would be able to gin up in the moment. Okay, hang out just here. Like, I'll be de- right back. I just like de-fish him. Like, I think would be the best that I could probably do is like return him to the ocean and hopefully he found a way to like free himself. That's the best I could yes. come up with. And that's I, monstrous what I've just said. I would most likely throw the rod in after the fish. <laughs> <laughs> this is yours now. Yeah. I tell you my great fear is that it would be I would go out on the boat and I would start fishing and I would fall in the water and become an incredible Mr. Limpet. Mm-hmm. Because the sh- the fear for me there is not obviously like the trials and tribulations that he went through as a sea creature in that movie is that I am I am happily married and the uh, the father of a beautiful son and um in that movie he, the he the Mister Limpet is also has a similar like life situation where he falls in the water becomes a fish and instantly falls in love with a with a lady fish mm-hmm. who I think he calls Lady Fish and. I don't know. I'm. I guess I'm scared of sort of like the infidelity that I think I guess goes along with being a being a fish guy. Um, yeah, yeah. So I sure. I never ever get out there on the water because I I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, you I don't, don't want to be tempted. I don't want to be unfaithful. I guess like Mr. Limpet was. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because here's the thing: there are plenty of fish in the sea, and that's scary. Though. And that scares that's, me. That scares me. Yeah. That scares me. Because I would never. I'm not tempted. And in my human form, I, you give me a fish fish brain, and it's all instinct. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Sure. It's instant. He falls in the water. He's like, oh no. And then I guess he sings a song or something. And then there's a lady fish. And he's like, hello. And yes. it's like, there's a lot of ethical questions about that, Mister Limpet. Hey, just quick question, because I think this uh, marks the 100th time we've referenced uh, Mr. Limpet. When was the last time any of us watched it? Oh, never is my answer. Okay, because it's a solid at least two decades for me. I've been waiting because Jim Carrey was supposed to remake it, and I just keep hoping that that's going to come together eventually. So I guess he joins the Navy in his fish form and fights Nazi U-boats? Yeah, I remember him setting, I think... (laughs) <laughs> I think he sets off 
like ocean sea mines, I think is a thing that he does. All right. Yeah, he forms like a fish navy. Um, it's like and- glorious ba- Finn Glorious Bastards. Oh, no, I guess two Navy officers reach out to Mr. Limpet in the sea and offer him a commission in the United States Navy. It's unknown what becomes of the conversation, for the movie ends with a question mark. That's a pretty fucking cool way to end the flick. That's kind of like the, that's kind of like the Brock Lesnar coming out and beating the shit out of Mr. Limpet uh, ending of the, of the flick. <laughs> Man, and I'm I would very watch that. that movie. Yeah, like, sure. What do you do when you catch a fish? You get Brock Lesnar to come punch you a bunch. <laughs> and he doesn't do really... He doesn't paint with punches. That's not really on his palate. Is he more of a kick man? He's more of a throw man. <laughs> oh, I see. All right, folks, this has all been great, but uh, we need to take a quick sojourn to the money zone. Blue apron. Two words. Seems so simple, don't they? They are because blue. This is the danger, folks. If you start talking before you really decide what words you want to kind of string together into ideas. Listen, I've only got the one method, Justin. I don't know what you want from me. (laughs) Sometimes Um, when you're building the plane underneath you as you fly it, you add in like um, you add in like I'm going to add in some big, big speakers, and then I'm going to make sure that the paint color is blue. And you realize you have not put in wings or a chassis or yeah, and you're making a jeep. That kind yeah, of you're making a G. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Um, so Blue Abrams' mission is to make incredible home cooking. <laughs> make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And they do. They do it by delivering farm fresh ingredients and step by step recipes to your door. I'm a big fan of Blue Apron. Um, it makes me feel uh well, I you know, when I started doing it, I felt like I could cook, and now having done it for a couple of years, I will say it has actually improved my cooking abilities. Mm. And Blue Apron is dedicated to supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Um, they just did a Bob's Burgers uh, like a partnership. I thought you'd get kicked out of that. I loved it so much, and I got to make the I got to make the Bob's Burgers. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com/slash/mybrother. That's blueapron.com/slash/mybrother to get your first three meals free. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Uh, can I tell you all about Quip? Yeah. I hate Quip. Did you know it's opposite day? Did you Whoa. know it's opposite day? Oh. I think that could be a really fun way to start doing these ads. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Do opposite like, ads. hating them? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, it doesn't brush my teeth really good and make my teeth look white and beautiful. Just, it's opposite day. So oh, you have to keep good. saying that over and Why over again. Why don't you do but an opposite day for this one and see if they still give us money? <laughs> Okay. Good test run. And I'm also, I'm worried, Griffin, that if you say it's opposite day on opposite day, doesn't that mean it's not opposite day? Ah, shit, birds. Okay, anyway, I, I, it's not opposite day anymore. I love Quip. And um, it's because I, I was brushing my teeth wrong because I was using the wrong toothbrush. And now I'm using a Quip toothbrush. It's sleek and stylish. It's modern. It is discreet. And... (laughs) It is a, an electric. It'll keep its mouth shut. <laughs> it's a new electric. It'll keep my mouth shut while I'm brushing it in and out in there. And it's an electric toothbrush, so it's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes, and it packs premium vibrations for a perfect two minute clean. Uh, plus, their guiding pulses remind you when to switch sides, and they'll deliver new brush heads on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just five dollars, including free shipping worldwide. It's great. I have one. It sticks to my bathroom mirror. I pop it in, brush it, pop it back out. 
and then I can travel with it. It's super easy. Anyway, Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com, that's uh, get quip.com slash my brother right now you'll get your first refill pack free with a quip electric toothbrush spelled g-e-t-q-u-i-p.com slash my brother i got a jumbotron here uh i want to tell you hey do you like people playing video games with a twist check out this youtube channel espresso steampunk there are no x's in the word espresso by the way as you can tell by the way i say it espresso he plays scary games while recording his pulse and pupil dilation, kind of like Blade Runner. Um, he plays dating sims while giving comedic dating advice with his girlfriend. He just wants to entertain you while he chills out. What could be better? So once again, that's youtube.com slash espresso steampunk. I, uh, it's been too long since I've seen Blade Runner. I don't remember Harrison Ford, like, playing Fortnite while that, but maybe that happened. Did that happen? Did Harrison Ford do a lot of live streaming in Blade Runner? Not yeah, fun. and he gets his ass completely racked by these fucking androids because they have hands that are keyboards and they use all the cheat codes. Ugh. Oh, they have like the turbo button. They have turbo buttons built into their freaking, you know, fingers and thumbs and elbows. And, and they uh, always the play only- odd job. And the only game I can beat them at is Dance Central because they got no rhythm, but I do. Can't I- teach a robot rhythm. I always say that. I have a message for Chris, and it's from Anna. And it says, Sup, handsome. Can't believe we've been together for 10 years already. I'm not very romantic, but I figured if I got our favorite brothers to read this message to you, my love would come through. Am I good? Looking forward to many more years of eating Totinos, hanging out with our cat, Sam, and watching dumb internet videos. Much love, Anna. And this is for, woo, on or after January 22nd, 2018. So, wowza. Did woo, woof. That is bracing. That is a bracing amount by which to miss this uh, happy occasion. So thank you so much. It's been basically 11 years. So let's go <laughs> back and point. fix it. Okay. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I'm just going to end with this. Everybody, you're doing a remarkable job of swimming through the shit show that is parenting. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Find us on MaximumFun.org, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Yahoo? Sure, yeah, it sounds great. So this one was uh, sent in by Matt Brown. Thanks, Matt. It's Yahoo Answers user Star5 who asks, if you were Bigfoot, would you reveal yourself to humans? Like a flasher? Probably not a flasher. Probably like a, you know, an announcement. Hey, I'm Bigfoot. It's, it is me. Let's do this thing. Me and you well, together. Humanity, let's fucking, let's roll. If I was going to, you'd have to pick the right moment to make maximum impact. Right, so it'd have to be... 2020 you know, election. Yeah, and like announce yourself as like a candidate. Oh, I was thinking just a, the Bigfoot endorsement. Oh, okay. See, but that's the thing is like, I would want to do it just when I felt like people stopped believing in Bigfoot, and that's when it's going to make the biggest impact. Because if everybody already believes you're there, big deal, right? Then you're like, I'm Bigfoot, and everyone's like, yeah, we fucking know. But it just feels like if you could wait until like the tipping point where most people are like, yeah, you know what? 
There's no Bigfoot. And then you're just like, boom, I'm yeah. Bigfoot. Uh, that weird guy at the grocery store was right. That would be good. Um, I'll tell you the problem. I'll tell you why I probably would. This would be a firm no for me if I was the Bigfoot. Mm. Is I would step up and I'd be like, hey, uh, I'd do a press conference. Hey, I'm Bigfoot. Uh, big and hairy, and I live in the woods, and um, I just want to chill. Uh, so I just wanted, I just wanted to say, hey, because I know y'all have a lot of internet fights about me. I want to put that to bed. I'm, it's me, the Bigfoot. Uh, Jack Links, don't appreciate your whole thing. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty chill. So uh, Harry and the Hendersons is the best, is a great movie, best movie ever made. Uh, that they actually got it the closest to right. So uh, uh, well, well done. So uh, anyway, I'm gonna go back to the woods, and there'd be a lot of people. Also, uh, Jill Stein 2020. Okay. Jill Stein 2020. Just wanted to get that out there. and uh, get out of it. Don't have a bunch of debates about sort of who I'm going to support. Because Jill Stein 2020. Bye. 2020. Bye. There would be a lot of people who would watch that press conference who didn't have particularly strong feelings about the existence of Bigfoot who would then see it (laughs) and then say, wow, I want to eat that thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they, like I, like there be people who like don't particularly have feelings about it, but they would see the Bigfoot do the press conference and say like, "Hey, I'm Bigfoot. I'm real. Jill Stein, 2020. Uh, legalize it." And then wander back off in the woods, and there would be people who would say like, "I wonder what the the meat and flesh of that animal would taste like." Do you know what I'm talking about? I want to wear him like a jacket. I want to wear him like a jacket. There's only one of them, and I'm sure the meat is maybe tough and gamey, but I would be the only one to ever have it. And there would be lots and lots and lots and lots of people. We could not satisfy. We'd have, unless we did like a real Okja situation, like we would not be able to fully satisfy uh, the the hunger for this this being's flesh and uh, meat. Griffin, who do you think is the most famous person who would want to eat Bigfoot? Uh, how famous is Ted Nugent? Because that's a hundred percent guaranteed. Mm. Yes, um, you think, I bet maybe Gordon Ramsay would want to eat Bigfoot. Oh, no. the entire the chef the chef community would be. Uh, I mean, certainly there there are chefs who would be like more into like sustainable sources of meat, but then there would be like yeah. it, it, Wolfgang Puck would like form a uh, like a militia to get to get the, to get the to get some Bigfoot. I have a think piece for you. I have a, th- I have a think piece for you uh, here that I'd like to craft in this moment. Uh, I was looking up a study, and right now, the, uh, according to the best research that I can find, most recent research, around 20% of Americans, one in five, uh, believe that Bigfoot is real. Okay? Okay. One in five. If Bigfoot goes on TV and does a press conference about how he is real that is broadcast across all the major news stations. The next morning, what percentage of Americans believe Bigfoot is real? This is what, like, what I'd like to posit mm. is, has it changed at all? <laughs> Does the exact, is it less or do fewer at that point? How many people would watch Bigfoot talk on TV and say, hi, it's me, Bigfoot. I'm real. Jill Stein 2020 legalize it. How many people after that press conference, the next morning wake up and then believe Bigfoot is real? This is an excellent point, Justin, because there are many people in the world that I know are real, but at any given moment when I'm not looking at them, I don't believe they exist. What's the number? Uh, I think Bigfoot goes on TV, does a press Uh conference. Before this press conference, one in five Americans believe Bigfoot is real. What is that number after the press conference? Well, fuck, Justin, there was a hologram of Tupac who just like performed... 
at a thing, and they've got the green screens and the CGIs. Boy, and you are really working so hard it. to dodge. Fifteen percent. What? I think it drops. That's about. Oh, where interesting. That's actually I, where I count was. Because <laughs> I, I, I feel would... like there is a percentage. There is a not insignificant percentage of the Bigfoot crowd for whom seeing Bigfoot give a press conference on the uh, the national media. Uh, mm-hmm. Would probably lower their chance of believing in Bigfoot. I believe well, that there was a percentage of the human population. There would definitely be someone who would see it and be like, "Oh no, that's not Bigfoot." Yes, that's right. just that's just a large talking ape man. But that's mm-hmm. not Bigfoot. I mean, if the I last have drawn Bigfoot and he looks like this, mm-hmm. and he has ripped pecs, and he has just like a, a twelve pack, and he kisses real good, and that's not him. I mean, if the last few years have been any indication, if it does appear on the news, there will be people instantly on Facebook like, the fate don't look that big to me. (laughs) Anyway. I would want to eat him. Yeah, I think we'd all want to sliver that. uh, But not all of him. No, 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 no. Just enough. See, now I'm picturing like some kind of like a movie, a buddy comedy of like Bigfoot comes out and announces themselves, then the whole world wants to eat him, and it leads to this like worldwide hunt for Bigfoot. And like he has like one friend who like helps him, and it's like Guy Fieri, like, and they team up, and Guy Fieri has to like protect him from all the other like chefs in the world, and they just go on adventures together. Maybe yeah. it's more of a sitcom, maybe it's like a, an hour long. Not really sitcom, so much as a humorous drama. Yeah. So, and at the end, you're you're envisioning sort of a departed style ending for this one, because really, Guy Fieri is just trying to find uh, a deep fryer big enough to get the entire Bigfoot in it at once. Like that's well, his at cut. the end. At the end, Bigfoot um, dies of a heart attack, but as he's dying, tells Guy Fieri, "Like you're the only one. It's who okay." Deserves- Mm. Yes, please do it. And Guy Fieri's like, I don't want to. So Bigfoot climbs inside of his mouth and makes him chew him up. And it's really touching. <laughs> do it, he Guy Fieri. He, <laughs> he jams his huge hairy fist into Guy Fieri's huge hairy mouth and just make with his other hand just kind of forces Guy Fieri's jaw to go up and down and up and down. And As Guy Fieri cries donkey sauce. Yeah, yeah. He cries donkey sauce directly into the mouth to add the flavorings and take it to straight to Flavor Town. It's basically like the um, the arm cutting scene in 127 hours. It is long and it is brutal and you see all of it, but it's cathartic. If anybody can get Bigfoot and Guy Fieri to commit, and we know which one of those is going to be the most difficult. Yeah. Then I will kickstart that project. And then after credit scene, guys hosting... The, the Triple G, Guys Grocery Games, and one of the contestants runs back down the aisle, and he's like, all right, what'd you get? And he's like, well, I got some Tabasco sauce, um, I got some panko uh, breadcrumbs, and I got one pound of Bigfoot meat. And then it cuts to Guy Fieri's shocked face, and he's like, where did you... Question, ends with a question mark? Hmm? Okay. Got a hundred dollar watch. Okay. It's a brief one. This is a kind of a unique approach that I had not seen before. So I wanted to highlight uh, this haunted doll named Goldie, who I will say Goldie does not look all that creepy. Kind of a sweet doll, if I'm being honest. Kind of just like a, just looks like kind of a sweet doll to me. Um, okay. I'm going to send you all the link so you can enjoy Goldie. You're not going to be able to find Goldie when you hear this episode because Goldie's only on sale for another 26 minutes. Zero bids on Goldie currently. 
starting bid is $38, which is kind of a buck wild starting bid amount. Just kind of seems like you snapped that one out of midair. But anyway, this is. Oh, oh my God, Justin. What? Just the, the supplemental images. It's, on- kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a sweet doll. That's all. It's just kind of a sweet doll. <laughs> Anywho, this is Goldilocks. This is, quote, Goldilocks, quote. I've been working with her for a while now and discovered she died a horrible death. I took mm-hmm. pictures of the response I got when asking her several questions about when she died and who killed her. Other things that came up were, quote, violence, hand, hell, and copper. I can send you pictures of these words on my device if you like. I was limited by the number of pictures I could post. <laughs> What's the, Describe the device, Justin. It is. <laughs> I just don't. It looks like. Okay, it it's a phone, definitely it's a phone, and it looks like there's like meters and stuff at the top, and then below it there's like the NES font, <laughs> basic like uh-huh. Mega Man NES font, uh, describing uh uh I guess what the doll is trying to communicate. I don't know if this is a program or what. But it is amazing. Here are the images, like the text on these images is inside you. That's the first one, and it's the best one. I wish you had started mm. with another one because it's the best one. What possible, what possible question could you have posed to this haunted doll that the response <laughs> inside you would be an acceptable yeah, answer? Acceptable. <laughs> Next, seven, followed by light, and then believe him. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, October. wait. October. These are all discrete images. Gorging, <laughs> maniac, not brave. If only there was a word that meant not brave. Afraid is the next image, Griffin. Afraid so is the like next saying, image. Uh, not brave, not brave. Uh, uh, shit, uh, I know there's shit, one that's like easier. Hey, you have a limited number of images you can share, and you're going to do both not brave and afraid? Last one is cremate, by the way. So you do have that going for you. Uh, I don't know what I'm putting out a bounty on this fucking program. Please, someone tell me what it is. It looks like an iPhone app, and I need it desperately. So here's the last thing. Well, it, it says right here, Justin. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask. Yeah, what app is that? Please, uh, <laughs> I do. I want to say that the this is this is the reason I'm I'm reading this, not just because of this, these great, great uh uh ghost communication app that apparently exists. Um. The, the after all this at the end this question this uh, lister says i also ask that you place her in a room you use most so you can connect spirits take time and the more time you spend with her the more she will show herself to you please be patient she is an amazing find so it's not just like i'm going to get one of these as like a novelty it's like I'm going to put this doll in my home in a high traffic zone so I can really get comfortable with the ghost that's in this doll. I want it to be somewhere where a company's going to see it. I want it to be somewhere very prominent. I've never seen uh, uh, that that sort of requirement on a uh, eBay listing. I mean, it's word of mouth marketing, isn't it? Please talk about the doll to all your friends and to give them the web address of my uh, eBay shop of uh, of haunted items. This person's this person's on some some next level 
multi-level marketing shit. Um, I do want to warn you that as you connect with her more and more, she will start to send you that inside you message more and more. <laughs> and then it's time to sell her. Um, yeah. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for uh, listening to our program. Uh, I want to say real quick, I got a new podcast. It's a meditative show about cereal. Uh, I made it for anxiety sufferers and people who like cereal and people who fit into both categories. Uh, I made it with the creator of a cereal blog called Serialistly named Dan Kuber. And Dan and I uh, record this very relaxing show that you can find at Bowl dot rest it's just an opportunity to zone out um you can also go to bull dot rest to uh support the show uh and all proceeds from the show will go to half will go to keep the lights on over at seal seriously and the other half will go to a uh, food pantry in the huntington west virginia area so you're helping support two great things and uh i hope you get a lot out of it and i hope it'll help you to relax because i use podcasts a lot to relax uh, when my anxiety is at its peak, and I hope that this can be the same for you. So that's The Empty Bowl. Bowl.rest is where you can find that, and I hope you check it out. Justin, how many times now have you told people about this and had to clarify, like, breakfast cereal, not, like, the podcast This is the reason that I don't have cereal in the title, Travis, so I would not have to repeatedly have that conversation. Okay. Um, uh, Also, real quick, I'm doing a Cincinnati Underground Society show here in Cincinnati on the 23rd, so this Sunday. Uh, Get your tickets for that. And also for my upcoming New York Comic Con events, uh, those are on McElroyShows.com slash tours, so check those out. Um, And just in general, we add stuff to that tours page quite often, so, you know. Check it on the reg. Um, anything else? Oh, we have the the podcast merch on com, including our uh, generic podcast merchandise. And a portion of that goes to benefit uh, a Huntington, West Virginia charity that is working to combat uh, drug addiction. So check that out, McElroyMerch.com. I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, it's a fantastic album, and uh, you should you should support John and the Long Winters by uh, by getting it at, I don't know, a Suncoast or whatever. But uh, also thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. You can go to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the great shows there, shows like Friendly Fire, shows like Switchblade Sisters, uh, shows like One Bad Mother, and so many more, all at MaximumFun.org. And you can check out all the shit that we do at McElroyShows.com. Y'all want that final, though? Yeah. Yes, of course I do. Uh, here is the final Yahoo. It was sent in by Catherine Green. Thank you, Catherine. It's by an anonymous Yahoo Answers user. We're going to call them Sharky Asks. Why is everything at my grandma's house moist? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. We've all made mistakes in book club, right? You drink a little too much. You don't actually read the book. And if you're under the bubble in Fairhaven, 
your individual will get subsumed by the collective. Hey, maybe I just let him go and whip us up some guac. We do not require guac. We require only nutrients and expansion. You will become Book Club. You will eat, pray, and love with us. Join Book Club. Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble. Bubble.